0: Welcome to the AJ Anything Podcast. I'm your host, AJ Anything, and this is the podcast you're listening to. It's the AJ Anything Podcast. Welcome. Welcome to the podcast. I'm here with Gabe Rao, and
1: uh, why don't you give them a little something about yourself? Oh, hi. I'm Gabe. I'm a friend of Addison's. Uh, My roommate's in his C group. That's how I got to know him. So, yeah, software, software engineering. Yeah, at Iowa State, and uh, he's actually an
0: investor extraordinaire. So that's what we're going to be talking about tonight. Gonna be talking about a little bit of you know money shifting and and uh, and investing whatever that could mean you know you can invest in a lot of things uh, such as like a house you know you could consider that it's an it's investment. A big investment you could consider that an investment you could consider uh, uh, an investment in yourself by building up your own business, right? Is that, yeah? Oh, yeah, for sure. Oh, yeah. But I think, I think the focus, because of uh, what happened last week uh, in, the stock market. in the stock market specifically, where um, a lot of people found themselves short a um,
1: few dollars. What, what, what
0: was it ever since like 2008 something?
1: Yeah, something? so last week was uh, the worst week in terms of just down days and how they how they measure it is they look at one particular uh, index which is the Dow Jones Industrial Average and that was down uh, Friday of last week was down it had one of its worst weeks since uh, 2009 I believe like right in the midst of the financial crisis after the housing bubble finally burst and whatnot, so... Wow, that's insane. So, more coming right at you uh,
0: very soon. But for now, you're going to hear a jingle. And it'll happen, like, now. Okay, so this Dow Jones uh,
1: thingy... Industrial Average. Industrial Average. That's just one of the many things. Like, if you're on one of the financial TV shows. That's one of the things we'll have you look at. And that's just what, like if you see a news report, like a breaking news, like I don't know about you, but for me, how I get my news is like the CNBC app, which is just pretty typical. Mm, that's good. just get good. all your basic financial news. Or yeah. you can use Fox Business. It's about the same. You get the same okay. coverage. OK, OK, hold up, hold
0: up. Uh, can you invest in the Dow Jones?
1: Oh yeah, you can. Okay. Okay. Wait. Is that the S and P five hundred? I've got my retirement in
0: that one. So.
1: Yeah, and those are like the the big stock market indexes that they use to track the stock market. So when you say the stock market's down, those are more than likely going to be down. Okay. And and they you look at those four because they measure certain things. Like the Russell two thousand tends to follow more domestic, like American businesses. And then the Dow Jones Industrial Average is, like, industri- industrials. It's a lot of different sectors. Mm. S&P 500 is, like, the top 500 companies, like, just based on their market caps and whatnot. Yep, yep. Yeah. yeah. So, wow. basically, you just look at those, and that tells you what the broader market's doing. But, yeah, last week, they took a major tumble. And then this week, they've been really up and down. Mm-hmm. But uh, what was really interesting was, uh, I believe... Uh, Was it Tuesday or Wednesday? But the Fed, uh, which is the Federal Reserve, which is the central bank, um, they cut interest rates by 50 basis points, which is something that they normally don't do except in times of recessions. So during the 2008 financial crisis, they were raising interest rates, and that's what pricked the bubble. Mm -hmm. And then they brought rates down to zero. So now you see the Fed cutting rates preemptively to try and stow off a recession and wow. try to delay uh, the day of reckoning, as some yeah.
0: would say. Okay, okay, so in 2008, now I watched the movie, you know the movie, the one with... The Big Short? Yeah, The Big Short.
1: Yeah, that that movie is, a. <laughs> I liked it a lot, but it is a little... Uh, should say it it leaves out a lot of information probably is a little confusing
0: okay well everybody was spending money like it was nothing right is that i mean is that still accurate
1: um so it's a, there's a lot that goes into it but in the big short they talk a lot about how wall street was had a lot of these really speculative investments in things like cdo's synthetic cdo's like these mortgage-backed securities and yeah it was just a lot of Wall Street banks were their balance sheets were just filled with these and so when you know all these when rates started ticking up because they're raising rates people started like the default rate on people's housing started to go higher and as those higher it kind of had a snowball effect of just a bunch of bunch of uh, those mortgage-backed securities got rated down to basically junk where they're not making you any money so there's massive selling and whatnot okay okay so um okay so
0: that's that's crazy insane that's a lot of information i don't know if i can take that all in but what about if you're not checking your your intro your your uh, stocks from like Fox or CNBC. What if you're using like an app like uh, like Robinhood?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh huh. So that's that's I how that I. Tool. Okay. Okay. I'm switching
1: over to Fidelity though, but that's, uh, well, but Fidelity. I've used it for a but
0: Fidelity is like like advanced. Like they're they've been doing this for a long time, haven't yeah, they? They just
1: have more that you can invest in. Okay. Just, but I mean, Robinhood has a lot of what you. Uh, would basically need. There's nothing that okay. be missing out on. But, okay.
0: Okay. Well, I missed out on knowing that they were going to well, plummet yeah. last week.
1: That's what I missed out on. Yeah. And that's one of the, that's <laughs> always one of the worries about, because like a lot of these, uh, like S&P, Dow Jones, all these are seen as pretty safe because they, you know, have so many companies in them. But I mean, right now on the market, you see like the, it's completely, uh, Based on the Fed and what the Fed does, because if the Fed hadn't cut interest rates, I wouldn't be surprised if we were down another uh, uh, like we just had five down days this week. Because I mean, because oh, when you cause how the Fed is reacting is they go basically they look at the market and what they expect, and basically the the market they price in certain things to happen and what you saw last week after that really bad week is that they priced in an immediate emergency rate cut because normally they don't even the Fed doesn't even cut until they have a meeting which is not till uh, mid this month I can't remember the exact date mm-hmm. but they had an emergency meeting just because things were you know slipping and so they had to cut by 50 basis points and normally they don't cut by 50 they cut by uh, most like 25 basis points yeah but yeah so definitely an alarming signal. And it should be a red flag on everyone's radar that some, like, more cuts would have to be done because the market could tumble again. And a lot of this is, like they say, it's attributed to coronavirus and yep, yep. down and slowdown from this coming from that. But a lot of people that I listen to, they say that um, the coronavirus is just the pin that pricks the... The bubble. The bubble. Yeah. Yep. The, the smaller you, bubble than 08, yeah. but the bubble in Ooh, in general. That's, see, that's the thing. I don't think it's smaller than.
0: Oh shoot. Yeah. <laughs> Wait. Okay. So then it's just they
1: pricked it and it didn't pop. It just in, deflated a little bit, or like yeah. So air started. That's that's what you're seeing. So this kind of can bring us into like our, our main point. Of what you should take away from this is that in 2008, one of the key things that the federal, basically the Federal Reserve did something very major that they had never really done before, which is they lowered interest rates down to 0%, which I don't think they'd ever been at 0%. They've been low. Mm-hmm. But just think of it this way. So the, the real estate bubble in 08 uh, was blown up based on interest rates that were held at 1% for two years under Alan Greenspan. And we've had, after the 2008 uh, financial crisis, and whatnot we had interest rates at zero percent for almost seven years and then so all that time malinvestments could have been made and pr- were most definitely made like you're seeing it in the corporate bond market if there was one like a sector i would say is most resembles like the subprime because that's where it started the mortgage crisis was in subprime and it spilled over into everything else but the corporate bond market looks really similar to that and that they a lot of, uh, a lot of ratings for these companies because what the corporate bond market is is you can buy a company's debt and then they basically owe you money. So a lot of these are considered like credit worthy as and you can loan them money. Yeah. But they shouldn't be, and which is like kind of what you saw in 2008 with people being uh, there's a lot of predatory lending and. People didn't care if people could pay off their houses. They would just say, "Hey, well, your house is going to increase in value, and if you own a house, you're, you're making money," which is not, yeah, not the case. And no. I mean, a house is a depreciating asset. So, wait, okay, uh, maybe a house, but property is property. Yes. Okay. But a house that if you're not like say if you're just buying like a house in like a suburb that necessarily, okay. doesn't necessarily go up. But yeah, okay. if you own a lot of property, that'll go up in the long term. you yeah. are thinking really long term. A lot of a lot of people were just. Um, they're buying a house and selling it a year later. And that was kind of their goal. And some people got out in time, but other people lost a lot of money.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's, that's insane. Okay. So what, so what, what are your suggestions to kind of avoid this? What should we be investing in? Because I know that if you have money sitting around, you don't want it just in a bank account earning point six or
1: whatever, yeah. you know, APR. So, yeah. so what I would highly recommend, and I mean, you can do your own research if you want, but what I would recommend, um, you know, I'll have to take my advice, but uh, so what you want to invest in is a uh, mainly gold uh, stuff that follows gold. Okay, is what the Fed when the Fed cuts interest rates, which is what they're going to do if uh a recession comes and what they did in 08 which they had never done before is essentially they had these programs called quantitative easing one two and three which is where they uh the treasury uh they get treasury bills and they sell them out and then they the government basically buys those treasury bills and promises uh, to uh, pay it back later basically so basically the government writes a check to itself. So basically what they're doing is printing money, a very, very fancy way of saying printing money. And Hmm. what that does is causes inflation. And right now we haven't seen inflation because inflation has been kept in key areas, which is like the stock market. And that's why um, under like Obama's presidency, under Trump's presidency, it's one of the slowest, they say it's one of the slowest recoveries, but really we haven't really recovered from 2008. We just reflated the bubble, made it bigger, and pushed up asset prices. So now we're heading into a situation where if the market were to crash, which it will, because uh, eventually pressures on will be put on interest rates to rise because there's not any savings. Because like, if you just look at the, the government, student loans, auto loans, uh, housing loans, credit mm-hmm. card debt—it's all at record highs. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's what this econ- our economy is consumer based, seventy percent consumer based. Oh
0: my goodness!
1: So I mean, that's we have no we have no production, so our savings are very low. So when savings are low, our interest rates should be higher, but the Fed keeps them lower. So and that that is to stimulate economic growth, which is what they say. But that just it's stimulating people to spend, but eventually people are just going to be you know broke, and they're not going to have anything to spend anyway. So a recession will eventually come. The sooner that comes, the actually the better, because the recession you don't want to fight the recession. The recession is the cure for all the malinvestments that were made during the boom period, because there's a boom period and there's a bust period. Mm-hmm. Bust booms are usually happen during the ten year business cycle and the bust happens basically at the very end that's what you've seen and there's in 2001 there was the dot-com bubble and that crashed and then uh, 2008 the real estate bubble crashed and now this one has been the longest expansion in history i think yeah and it's been the slowest expansion in history so this one has had a lot of time to gather up air. and if you're in the market i would highly recommend getting out and so what you yeah, well, back to what you can invest in. Why you want to invest in gold is because when inflation pressures are high, and what we're heading for is called, if you heard the term, stagflation. I have not. So stagflation, stagflation is when you hit a recession and you have, like, double-digit unemployment as a result of the oh, yeah the yep. recession. It's yep. bad. And then yep. you also have inflation, which is putting upward pressure on prices because when inflation occurs, you have an expansion of the money supply, yep. prices matter. start to yep. increase because your dollar yep. is worth less of itself because yep. there's more of them. Yep. It's basically a basic supply and demand that way. So that's stagflation is really, really bad. But and it's we should, I know it's bad, but the alternative is that we delay this recession and we keep trying to delay it, and then we get into hyperinflation, which would be the eventual outcome if we keep on the path that we're going. Because mm. now to ward off a recession, they'd have to print more money than they've already printed. And the Fed balance sheet is at like 4.1 trillion. The height was at 4.5 trillion in like 2013, 2014 if I had to guess. But yeah, so they're in the, what Ben Bernanke, the Fed chairman at the time, because they called him out at that time and uh they said, Aren't aren't you just monetizing the debt by printing all this money? And he said, well no, because we'll normalize interest rates later. Well, normalized interest rates back then would have been like three at least five like at least three percent probably like five percent and right now they're at they're back down to like one point two five one to one point two five percent and heading back to zero so yeah
0: did not work out then
1: I yeah that it's it. a it's a mission failed and yeah. in gold in 2008 went all the way from like five hundred dollars an ounce to nineteen hundred dollars an ounce Wow. in the course of That's, a few years. Now, it went from after the recession and after they did QE because the perception in the market was that QE worked yep. and that it reflated the bubble, which they, didn't, they don't think of as it, the bubble. They think, oh, well, we're in a new economic expansion. Everything's fine. And then gold went down all the way to like a, almost under $1,000 an ounce. But now yep. it's all the way back up to uh, 1660 about, I think is what the price is right now as we're doing this podcast oh, okay
0: no. okay wait okay yeah. so what okay so i look up gold on on uh, robin and mm-hmm. what do i invest in like i just don't see it like do yeah. i just go out and buy some gold
1: well there yeah there's many ways you can invest in gold um like for me i know uh i for some time did this where i had uh there's this company called gold money where you could you could buy gold online basically they'd store it in a bank overseas somewhere and then you could just exchange your gold for your own currency Currency, but then i eventually pulled out of that because then they started the storage costs went up and i was they told us about it and i was like well i don't want my storage costs to go up i'll just invest something else so now i'm invested there's basically if you're you can invest in two things on Robinhood Mm -hmm. that i would recommend because you don't want to because there's gold stocks out there but you don't want to invest in those because those are usually gold mining stocks and you want to be careful about which ones you buy because those can be very volatile mm-hmm. but if two indexes that you could easily get on Robinhood is the gld which is uh, the price that goes with the price of gold very strongly yeah. and then there's gold mining stocks which is our little it's just like an index full of all the gold mining stocks which are more speculative yeah. But you have a chance at a higher return. So I, I'm i very confident in what's going to happen. So I invested in the GDX as of right now. GDX is the gold It's investment. the gold mining okay. stock.
0: Uh, the gold mining stock, okay. The
1: gold mining stocks, I should say. But uh, yeah. yeah, so the GLD is very closely monitors the price of gold. So
0: are you like paying for gold diggers, you know, that show? Are you like investing in that show in a way?
1: Um, I mean, they are digging very, for gold in a very roundabout way. I mean, I suppose I'm contributing to their occupation. But yeah, a lot of, and that's another thing is you see that a lot of people are, as gold has been going up, people have not really, kind of believed it. They're just like it's, it's basically been climbing a wall of worry because it's, it's in all other countries other than ours, gold is at record high prices, and ours was 1,900 back. Then. Back after the yeah. Great Recession. But uh, now it's ours is still sitting at 1650 and hasn't made a new uh, all-time all high. I mean, it's at, a, it's at a, I believe, six or seven-year high. But, I mean, in other countries, it seems people are realizing this much more.
0: Mm.
1: But, yeah, definitely, I would definitely not recommend, if you're scared of what happened last week in the stock market, which I, I am, would get, I would get <laughs> out. And I mean, get okay. out of Okay. What if, what if I? Okay.
0: I'm down what,
1: a couple hundred bucks. Then that's, that's that's nothing. Okay. <laughs> in, in in perspective, because you could lose all. Like you could lose more. And yes, you may be able to wait out. Like it may. You know, what, it could go all the way to. It it depends on how like how long term you're thinking. Yeah. I'm I mean, not it could thinking
0: go, long long term. I was hoping to make a few bucks. You know. Yeah. And, so last week and. And so I put some money in, and it
1: did not come out yet. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I don't think that this is going to happen. Like, the crash, crash, I don't think that's yeah. coming for a little bit. I, I, It might very well happen before the election. I think that's 50-50 where there happens before Ooh, the election or after.
0: That's this year, though.
1: Yeah. And yeah. I, that's And a lot of people have been calling for, like, there's been central banks, which is, like, if they're calling for it, then you really know what's probably going to happen. Is uh, they're saying by the end of the year, gold will be at two thousand dollars an ounce, which is. And then people have been saying like people have been waiting for this crash. Like uh, one of the people I listen to is uh, Peter Schiff, and then another one that I listen to is Jeff Gunlock. And Jeff Gunlock did an interview today, where again he's recommending gold, and he's considered the bond like the bond king because mm-hmm. he's very knowledgeable about bonds and that's where I, like if i wanted to know more about the corporate bond market i'd listen to him because he's very knowledgeable about that kind of stuff wow but uh yeah they're all recommending gold uh, ray dalio uh is recommending gold um yeah so he's yeah, he even said cash is trash meaning the dollar Going down, Jeff unlocks. Says is, same. He's been saying the thing move forever.
0: Is it going down because they're going to inflate in the future, and we just know that, or is it yeah. going down Yeah. So if because...
1: you look at the yeah, well, if you look at the Fed policy of uh, what they do in times of recessions, it is to cut rates, print money, and we're not in recession yet, yeah. and they've yeah. already cut, cut rates. rates. Yeah. yeah. They only have one one percent to one point two percent left to cut rates. Mm -hmm. And then in other countries, rates are already negative. And if you look at our rates right now, they're already uh, in real terms negative because the inflation rate right now is like the last uh, last CPI numbers were, which is the uh, core price index, which is uh, basically measures inflation. That's what they look at but it's at 2.3%, and the Fed's target is at 2%. Yeah. But Powell, the Fed chairman, says he wants it to be above 2%, to be symmetrical to all the times it was below 2%, which is really just a way of him saying he wants it higher than 2%. And you'll hear a lot of their rhetoric, uh, the Federal Reserve, they'll say, oh, we, we want inflation to be higher, which is when they say that, but they don't actually want that. They say that because they want to print more money, and so they don't want people to be surprised when they print more money. But the last thing they want is for inflation to start hit going up. Because once inflation starts going up, then the Fed is they're in, they're caught between a rock and a hard place. They can't do anything. Yeah. So and that's um, when recession yeah. comes. Yeah. So.
0: That's 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 an incredible word from you, Gabe. Thank you, thank you for coming on the podcast. I, I just have one last little discussion here. So I was, I was out playing pool with Steven Tuesday night. Mm-hmm. And th- it was actually, now that I remember it, I remember the exact night that I put some money in the stocks. Mm-hmm. I said, well, you know what? Tesla's down today. I think I'm going to buy some. And it was down to maybe like 740, something like that. 740 probably, and I
1: invested it in a month ago for it. (laughs) Okay,
0: okay, hold up. It was three months ago. December 15th was the start of the rise, and for Mm -hmm. three months it just went up. And Mm -hmm. my dad and I both watched it for those three months. We were at the beginning. We were like, okay, if it ever goes down, we'll totally buy, and it never went down. And it just kept on
1: going up, and it was insane. But that's what everyone's wanting to do is buy it when it dips. So if you wait until everyone buys it and it dips. OK, but here's the deal. Also, Tesla is the most shorted stock on the stock market. Like, I think one, at least one of them. But yeah, it's Wait, sh- wait people,
0: people are shorting Tesla?
1: Well, so. Wait, what is that? OK, explain what you're. So when I say shorted, um, that's just like a terminology for they play it for the short term. Like oh, yes. Okay, yes. Yeah. That, so like, that
0: was me. Because yes. you don't play...
1: Yeah, when you say shorted, that just means you intend to sell very quickly. Yeah. Like, you don't mean to stay in it. So, yep. that's why that has, basically means they're more volatile, is a, yep. yeah, another way to say it. Okay. So, so, I bought
0: Tesla stock last Tuesday night, mm-hmm. and it went up maybe Wednesday, and then just yes everything just it was so bad it was so bad thursday friday i mean if it
1: makes you feel better like i when i first started investing which was like uh after my senior year of high school uh so almost a year almost two years ago yeah uh like i so it was at the end of 2018 um which is the fourth quarter if you look back at the the graph like say the s&p or dow jones like yeah. they did the same thing where it just tanked by like over 10 percent mm-hmm. and i was like that's what honestly got me like starting to look around because like you know there's a problem when everything is down why is everything down yep. why is why is there not Well, yeah when i scroll through robin hood and i only see red yeah so that 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 was a red flag for me i still held on which is yeah. like until i i i had the you know privilege of being able to watch it go back up and mm-hmm. then reflate, but that was when uh they went from raising rates because they were raising rates back then and then they stopped raising rates they had a, they had a, that was when powell said we were going to go on autopilot and raise rates and then he completely backtracked on that because then the market was uh pricing in those rates and then it started to tank because when with those rate hikes it's like oh so party's over basically oh. and then the feds turned around and said oh we're going to start cutting rates but what I really want to emphasize oh is <laughs> cutting rates is not a good thing. It's a good thing for people that own stocks in the short term. It's terrible for the overall economy. And I just want to make that clear. Because what causes these horrible crashes in the first place is them artificially lowering interest rates. Because it causes these phony boom periods that are not based on any economic, any actual economic growth. It's completely debt-based. We still have a like trillion-dollar debt. Deficits in this country, our debt goes up more and more every year. It's not based on anything fundamental or solid. So, so yeah. what did you
0: say you majored in again?
1: Uh, software engineering. Okay. But, okay, he's in the wrong major, my you man. You don't want to take <laughs> no. You don't want to take an economics major at a university because they teach you uh, Keynesian economics, which is not. Uh, correct. That's what. That's what these okay. people that run the economy, like these Federal Reserve people, they went to, the, to college, got their economics degree, and, they're and then went idiots. on. Idiots. They're buffoons. They're cutting the. They, yeah. The, there's basic the... economic principles that anyone can learn, and it's. Uh, I took look econ. Up, look so... up yeah, <laughs> the micro, like I would say I took micro, that's yeah. fine. Yeah. That's teaches you supply and demand and that stuff's all right. But if you ever take a macro class, you'll be like, what is going on? None of this stuff makes any sense. Yeah. And you're right to think it doesn't make sense because it doesn't. It doesn't make any sense and none mm-hmm. of it is right. It's all, like if you want to learn how economics works, you study people's behavior and you look at the Australian School of Economics, which is much more accurate. You look at pre- basically what the Australian School says is the market sends out signals. And then there's entities like the Federal Reserve that suppress those signals and cause malinvestment, which creates these artificial uh, bubbles that then pop. And then you have the in the business cycle during that boom period, you have a bust period right after. Yeah. So.
0: And I had all these charts to help you guys know, but I remembered it was a podcast, so <laughs> sorry about that. Good luck, Uh, good night, or good morning. I don't know when you're listening, but thanks for listening. Uh, And from Gabe and I, uh, howdy doody.